Hey everyone and welcome to Project Esports for November 4th, 2019. As always, I am Andrew Nimsgren alongside the biggest and best esports goons in the business, James Graham and Dylan Beal. And let me tell you, today there was an extra amount of goon in this free show. This was a good free show if you ask me. What do you guys I mean, what do you guys feel about that? James, your background, Dylan <laughs> is Dylan. It was scuffed. It was ultimately scuffed. So it's, for anyone who, who wasn't in the live stream, it uh, Andrew had like five audios activated at once. So we were hearing him from like 12 locations. James is just pulling down like pieces of his house and just jamming it behind him. I wanted a I'm, nice like I wanted a nice background. I wanted to like match the aesthetic of my parents' house, which is made in the 1900s. God, so, if that's like, the aesthetic of your parents' house. That's saying something. Oh, dude, my parents' house is is whew, it's scuffed. <laughs> <laughs> but I am I'm just having a feeling that this is going to be a certain type of episode this week. It is going to be a good episode this weekend. So. Now, on top of that, we do have so much to talk about. But with that, we don't really have much housekeeping, of course. Please do check out poppedoff.com as always, and make sure to check out all of our content there and our other podcast, Class 1A, which we do each and every Saturday, which is a My Hero Academy podcast where we talk about the episode, recap all the things, and award a character each and every week with the Plus Ultra Award. But outside of that, let's jump into esports. We already started the show late, and I really want to get into some of these talks, so I'm actually going to hand it off to you, Dylan. And I'm just going to pre- just before we even get into anything, I'm saying that 90% of this episode is BlizzCon because BlizzCon did happen this weekend. So many big announcements, so many things to talk about. So do get ready for a very BlizzCon-centric episode. Yeah, so I just wanted to kick it off, um, I guess, in my fashion of getting into the political aspect. Um, so obviously, we can't talk about BlizzCon without talking about the lead up to it with Hong Kong and kind of the ramifications on the event itself. Um, so the biggest ones, um, kind of like the short ones and then leading into the big one I want to open the discussion about is, um, there was a lot of Winnie the Pooh cosplayers there. Um, they were not <laughs> turned away. Um, they, they were allowed, they just were hands off with it. Just, they pretend it wasn't happening basically. <clears throat> Number two, um, we saw several people on the live stream yell out, uh, free Hong Kong, specifically one kid during, I believe it was the uh wow or maybe it was hearthstone q a it was one of the yeah it was one of the q a it, it was one of the q a panels um he ran in front of the stage and started yelling um free hong kong and it was the same exact kid that you might have seen from a viral video um a couple weeks ago it was during an nba game he baited the like the cam like the dance cam or whatever he had like a jersey up and then when it got to him he dropped it and it was a free hong kong shirt and this dude rules He's awesome. He's like maybe 14 or 15 and he is like putting out like he he he's putting out good work there. Um so mad respect for that kid. Definitely like him. Um but the culmination of all this I really wanted to talk about um was um, Blizzard president um getting up on stage and kind of referring to the event but being like super weird about it. Um he didn't mention he didn't say the word Hong Kong at all um and he was like super vague about it and then he gave an apology and it was not an apology like he just said a bunch yeah. of yeah he just went up there and just talked about it and was like we acted really fast we shouldn't have done that and that was like really it and it was super disappointing it was so disappointing because he had the stage there and he was able to make a real statement about it and he didn't 
like it was it was to be honest it was uh, a pretty weak move and i'm super disappointed because i really wanted to go into this this blizzcon being excited i wanted to go in with an open mind um i was really hoping that blizzard was going to say something about it they were going to say something they were going to take maybe a little bit of ownership um but they didn't and that's really unfortunate especially when you have the stage to talk to your fans so personally like that because you want your fans to you know res respect you and you want your friends your your fans to be personable with you because you're getting up on stage and you're celebrating blizzard games and you're celebrating all the fans that are there and it left the start of it on a really sour note i think so i just wanted to talk about that specifically and kind of throw it on to you guys what do you think about this i mean i i obviously i think the non-apology is, is, is probably what you guys think about this, but I mean, the whole context of it. How do you feel about Blizzard going forward from this? Do you think they missed their big chance to, you know, actually come out and say something? Or, like, what do you think? I think, yeah, from a, from a chance, from a, like a PR perspective, like, this was the, like, I mean, if they were going to kind of hold out making a really big and, like, extravagant apology, and, like, you know, hopefully a genuine apology, this would have been the time to do it at their flagship convention, everything like that. Um, you know, under the president, all that good stuff. And they just, they just didn't, they just like, you know, they just were super wishy-washy about it. And I think for me, it really left like a, a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the show. You know what I mean? I wanted to be excited about the other stuff. I wanted to kind of go in there with an open mind. Yeah. Like kind of like what you said, but like, it was just like, damn, man, like, I don't, I don't want to be excited anymore. Cause now I'm just reminded that, you know, BlizzCon is Blizz or uh, Blizzard is like Blizzard Activision. And this reflects pretty heavily in that, uh, in that, apology air quotes for all our audio listeners if you guys expected more than this coming into blizzcon i think you were sorely mistaken because any time a business comes out and kind of says like yeah we fucked up it is never good for i'm sure this was an internal conversation but that just hurts the stocks even more and there's they weren't going to revert all good. the fans and all that like no, I, I, no, I agree. That's why they didn't do it. They, they couldn't come out and admit they're wrong. That hurts China. That hurts the whole, whole core reason why this is. That's, I never expected to. So it, when it, he didn't apologize, I thought they weren't even going to mention it. I was half not happy. I was surprised they made any mention to it. They didn't make a real mention to it, but that they even took time on the main stage to talk about it. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they were just going to brush it over. So I was pleasantly surprised about that, but. I, I think expecting anything more from a company that treated this whole situation the way they did was not stupid, but maybe childish and maybe hopeful hopefulness because that's just not how Blizzard has treated the situation. So expecting anything less at BlizzCon would have been a mistake. Yeah, I mean, we shouldn't have expected a greedy corporation who actually has no interest in any of their fans and just wants their money to do anything besides that. Um, cause that is true. I mean, I, I think I want to double down on the statement I made, I think like two weeks ago, um, that our relationship with Blizzard at this point is purely transactional. Um, Blizzard or BlizzCon is a celebration of the fans, but clearly not by the top level CEOs. It is hundred percent transactional. They do not care about us whatsoever. And that feels really bad because all the developers on the WoW team, the Hearthstone team, um, Diablo team, all of them actually really care about the work that they're doing. And that really sucks when the C-level is so disconnected from the developers and they both have different envisions for their games in mind. That really sucks. And it's also the fact that I think they knew and they were right in the way that they didn't need to apologize. 
They put out Overwatch 2. They put out an auto battler. They put out Diablo 4. Who who's talking? I mean, even when BlizzCon was picked up, did we even know I guess it happened? This would have been when we happened. But he was picked up by Tempo Storm. Do you know how many outlets even reported on that last week? Do you know how many people care about the whole situation anymore? A small portion. I, I I'd say I think it's a bit more than a small portion. Like, I mean, people are certainly cir- circling back around a lot of the time. More or less any major reddit post that i've seen or any real twitch thread that i've seen or a twitter thread that i've seen like everybody for the most part there's a vocal i don't want to say majority but vocal minority that are like yo friendly reminder guys this is still messed up right and like i the, and those people still get a lot of support so but, i don't think i don't think like i don't know yeah it might have been stupid and childish to assume that we might get some sort of apology but we've seen other companies who have their their pockets lined way more with chinese money than uh and Blizzard do a better job of handling it. This isn't about China as much anymore of just how the that Blizzard decided to operate themselves. I can see Activision having a hand in what they do, and this is just with how they treated this entire situation, whether it was China or not, it is just how they've treated it and a double down on the statement that it could have been anything political and they would have done that. And it's they're just keep beating around the bush. And it it doesn't it's not even about China lining their pocket. It's just about how they decided they're going to react to this situation. And it shows a lot of who they are at this point. No, I totally agree. And it sucks who they are now. I mean, do you want to do you do you want to go into the fun announcements now, Dylan? Is that how we're going to transition <laughs> into the fun announcements? Yeah, let's talk about Hearthstone and how how sick Hearthstone is. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I I think it's good to separate, um, you know, car, uh, compartmentalize it a little bit. Um, because like I was saying, like the developers really do care about their games that they're making and all the teams at Blizzard are incredibly passionate. Um, even though the top level is extremely scummy and only care about profit margins, um, especially like the Activision side of it. Um, there's a lot of developers that actually care about it. And the ones who are on stage talking about their games, um, are really passionate about it, especially like Jeff Kaplan, right? He was standing up there and he's like, this is my child that I'm bringing to you all. I've been working on this, uh, on, in Blizzard since, you know, wow, when my name was Tiggle Biddies, um, but he won't say that anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, I want to actually jump into Hearthstone. Um, I think it's good um, to kind of sh- shift this conversation to Hearthstone, which was like, you know, the catalyst for all this. Um, and there was a couple big events that happened. So we're going to we're gonna give it Hearthstone a, I want to say a compliment sandwich, but I don't have two compliments. Or I don't have two pieces of good news. I only have one piece of good news. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I believe the player's name was Lion. Uh, I listened VK, to the VOD. VK sure Lion or whatever. It, yeah, it's something Lion. like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's stylized a little bit differently because there's a bunch of O's. Pretty sure it's a Lion, though. Um, but it was really great uh, because she won um the blizzcon finals which was incredible because she came up from open qualifiers open qualifiers that's hype yeah make it up through open qualifiers getting to blizzcon and then winning blizzcon like that is that is the story i love to see and is why i love open qualifiers like that and big open tournaments because cool stories like that happen and it was it was very emotional um I think everyone was just in shock because it, it's such a cool story and it's so well deserved. You know, such good gameplay too. It was it was great to see someone like come up from open qualifiers and be so like 
you know, just like cool and just like playing it out and being, you know, a top level pro like that is great to see. I love to see that. And, you know, we see that a lot in fighting games, um, but not a lot in Blizzard games because Blizzard usually doesn't have big open qualifiers like this. Um, and so it's really cool to see when this stuff happens. And I think you forgot probably the most important part. I mean, you kind of used the pronouns in there, but this was the first female to ever win an event at BlizzCon. Hearthstone, obviously, but also BlizzCon as well. No female has yes. ever won an event there, which is probably makes the story even better. And I think it was a big part of you left it out. Like someone through coming through open qualifiers is super cool, but also being the first woman to ever do that makes it an even better yeah. story. Not to do it based off a of gender, but in gaming, when something like this does happen, it almost is because of how much of a minority it is. And we're not making it a bigger deal out of it because she's a woman, but because she's the first one to do it. Yeah, it's the first not only in Hearthstone, but a lot of other games. So first for Hearthstone, first for BlizzCon, and it's great to see. It's very cool. And also... Yeah, um, so that's one half the sandwich. Yeah, so that's one <laughs> half of this. Uh, this is an open-faced sandwich, I guess. Um, so Would that, that just be good, toast? Like avocado it's... toast? No. It's bread in the middle. Ne- Are you kidding me? Uh, no, no. You don't have to cook the bottom piece. You don't have to toast the bottom piece. I know, but like sandwich. what the have idea you, of an have you ever had face, an open face? Yeah, open face sandwich. I used to have them at school lunch all the time. I remember Thanksgiving school lunch having a, a, a turkey sandwich, like open face turkey gravy sandwich. That thing was not toasted, never toasted. It was it was warm, but it wasn't toasted. I don't know if I like this. Like I don't know if I like that. Anyways, idea. anyways, let me dunk on Hearthstone because one they <laughs> they announced their new uh, expansion. It's it's just another expansion. There's nothing cool, nothing exciting about it, except there's a new feature that comes in it. Hearthstone Auto Chess. Ugh, disgusting, awful. Really? It's yeah, it's not, it's, it this is fun. the worst response. So the Auto Chess comes out. The Auto Battler, as they call it, comes out. As a Dota mod. It's incredible. It's, it's a phenomenon. Everyone loves it. Valve responds. Let's get the permission of them. And, and make our own one with dota it's official dota underlords people are loving it they're making updates it's sick league out of nowhere hasn't made a game hasn't made their second game says you know how we take forever to do things here's tft and it's a blessing <laughs> not it's anymore different. it's different yeah. it's different it's unique it's cool it came out pretty quickly everyone loved it it's awesome other people we're like, you know what? We're going to make mobile versions. We're going to make unique things. Everything's amazing. Blizzard. Um, let's kind of do it in Hearthstone. You know, the game that's doing very badly right now. And that is no one really cares about. And then we also had a big uh, uh, oopsie with. Let's, let's release it in that. It's just going to be your game mode in that. What was their big oopsie? Are you? What, what was what was the big oopsie? Oh, my God. <laughs> my bad. Whew, went out the head. Oh my, my bad. God. You know what it would have been cool to see? It would have been cool to see it done through the Heroes of the Storm engine. Yeah. Then I think they would have. Yeah, because I think it that would have gotten. Perfect. You mean, yeah, literally, yeah, would... would ride it. And... Well, why not? Like, I mean, you get. No, well, no, I, I had no problem with that. But yeah, I'm saying they're the. They're trying to be unique, but in, by doing that, they've all do... they've killed it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you do it through the Heroes of the Storm engine. At least you have the same reason people went to Heroes of the Storm the last time, because it's Blizzard characters, and we all love that shit. Well, so or the, do it the, around the, the whole the, RTS engine they have from War. Like, no, it's the same engine. It's it's that's what I'm trying to get at. The 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 Heroes of Starcraft? Storm engine. 
is the is the same engine as StarCraft oh, yeah. because they, they had the arcade. The StarCraft arcade is where you're supposed to make cool mods and stuff, but no one plays StarCraft anymore because they, they could have they could have released it in there and they could have made a mod out of it. They didn't even have to go full development cycle on it. They could have used the mod engine. They decided to put it in the worst game and it sucks because of it. And I, I don't know, it's it's a little frustrating because like it, it, Hearthstone was doing kind of cool things um, with their dungeon runs, but they did a dungeon run and then they were like, let's not elaborate on this. Let's just keep just turning them out, just turning them out over and over. And the development cycle feels kind of lazy um, and it feels like they're releasing content to just make more off of packs, which is inherently the, the fatal flaw in a lot of card games that they have to fall into, but they're not releasing the extra content being interesting and cool. And instead we're getting a tired auto battler. Like if I want to You mean you're not into the year of the dragon? No, 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 I hate it. It's, it's, it's dumb. And you know, what's very funny about it is, um, is, is Kibler said he's stepping down from Hearthstone and his thing his thing is dragons. He loves dragons. Any card game he plays, he just wants to play dragons and stuff. And this is the one that has all the dragons. So really sucks for them because they're not going to have one of their top content creators making uh, interesting dragon decks. What's Kibler going to? Do we know? I think he's just sticking with uh, Hearth- or, uh, Magic now. Because uh, he was... So he was really big in Magic. He f- went over to Hearthstone when it was like, you know, getting going. Um, and then he recently kind of really shifted his weight back into magic especially with mdg arena yeah go figure mdg arena is literally literally the better executed hearthstone at this point right like i mean yeah i mean and and that's that's also the point is like what is really bringing people to hearthstone when you have mtg arena which to to play top tier decks it's cheaper um it's easier to qualify for for major tournaments um because you can get the mythic qualifier by just playing the ladder um similar to hearthstone but like it feels more attainable because you're playing a game that is a lot better and you're not grinding through the games either you're playing best of threes um you know like yeah. the real like the real like competitive setting you're playing that like online it's the same exact thing except it's online so i don't know Hearthstone needs to do something or, or die basically i think at this point um they're unfortunately falling into the same place starcraft was um of where you're kind of at like a, a big turning point of where your esport was doing good and you either need to carry it and keep doing good or you need to fail. And I feel like their failure point was, you know, like a year ago. And I think we're just seeing the slow decline and I don't really know if we're going to see an uptick ever from it. I don't know what they could do that would really give them an uptick. Hearthstone really just needs to commit Harakiri and go out honorably. Just let it happen. Just That's how you save your honor, man, after letting this shit just happen over and over and over again. Now the whales, dude. The mo- there's there's people who play on mobile that just spend tons of money on packs. Ah, yeah. um, they wouldn't let it go. They 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 would not let that go because for net, for, I mean, it's working for them. They're making a ton of money. So, yeah, that's fair. God damn it, goddamn mobile. Want to know my opinion on it? What's your opinion, Andrew? Hearthstone's been dead since arrival for me. <laughs> I haven't given a shit about this, and this just confirms I'm never. Well, you don't like card games, game. though. Hey, I'm I'm excited for Legends of Runeterra. That's that's because it's an IP that you care about, which is the same reason why I'm assuming uh, James cared about Hearthstone in the first place is because yeah, it was true. it was Warcraft IP. True. It's it's a card game that's a Warcraft IP. That's like that's like and that's a, that's James's thing. So 
I did get really into Pokemon growing up too. And I did get in the Pokemon card game online for a little bit. So that does make sense. Yeah, exactly. It's something something you know and you're familiar with, right? And you like, so. I will say that is is one thing I would recommend people if they ever want to get into a, a game. Get into Pokemon. Apparently the card game is amazing it's actually incredible right now it's so the much scene fun is doing very- all right well let's move on to my blizzcon topic of the day and yeah, that is something that i talk about all the time and it's going to be overwatch so not only we kind of talked about a little bit that overwatch 2 was announced and we also had the overwatch world cup before we dive into overwatch 2 i want to talk a little bit about the world cup because that's interesting. I know, James, you're talking about this a little bit later on, aren't you? For the funding yeah. side of it all? Yeah, I am, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to touch on that. Yeah, so I... We, we can kind of amalgamate the two. No, so yeah. I'll just touch on the kind of the actual results side of it, and not even the results as much as Blizzard continuing just to be like, this happens. Like, if you guys want to watch this, go for it. We clearly don't give a shit about it. And that is when they are showing... On the official stream is a Twitch. They, they're just streaming another stream. And for like half a map, they were literally had a minimized like halfway. So if you know like your screen's this big, like this much of it was the actual Twitch stream for like half a map. Like and just yes. going to show that like no one's even paying attention to readjust the internet browser that you are streaming to 20 to 50,000 people. I don't know like how many were watching at that time, but that's just ridiculous to go on show. But I mean, on top of that, of being like, no one cares. It's USA one, which is super cool. They beat China. They beat Korea. I'm South Korea, which people were always kind of like make, not making excuses, but like South Korea didn't really try. They didn't have their best team out there and all that kind of stuff. So it's just this whole thing has been shrouded in so much bullshit, which is too bad because it's such a cool event. And so many people from all around the world are going to come in and experience such a cool thing. And everyone there loves the event. But just the online community around a lot of it has just kind of been shitty. Blizzard doesn't care about it. Funding has been cut. The whole situation, as cool of an event it is, I think this is the last year of it with how Blizzard is treating it and cutting funding. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I want them to care about this if they're going to keep up with this. It's it's the perfect thing to have at BlizzCon though. It I is. Mean, which really sucks. And I the idea of a World Cup is so cool because there's so many amazing players from each region that like, I don't know. it. I don't know if we're going to go into this in funding or all, but like, the whole lead up to it was awful. Like there was like no teams I got to play. Like so many of the smaller teams didn't even get to play because they did, they couldn't. Well, yeah, and they also didn't announce like the actual schedule until like the day before. And there's just bad management. Yeah. Like I'm not against like the idea of more teams coming out and getting to play in person. But yeah, just no funding, single elimination. Like Kate was saying, the jerseys were bad. Oh yeah, there's a fire alarm going off during the stream. Kate kind of brought up all of it. She watched so much more than I did. But even just watching it half-assed, I could just tell how scuffed of an experience it was. And it's too bad because this is supposed to be such a big event for so many people in the Overwatch community, especially kind of the tier two scene. So, what's well, so, like? I mean, by this like, 
that's something that we could put on. Like, I mean, that's something that like the amount of effort that three dudes could put on the like BlizzCon produced. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that like after working in the amateur scene, they put in more effort into their shit than what what BlizzCon did with the World Cup. Like, you know what I mean? And those guys are getting paid. Like, BlizzCon guys are getting paid for it, and they just decided not to give a shit, man. Uh, it's unbelievable, man. I can't, I could not get over it. And like, I didn't, I didn't follow it near, not nearly, near, not nearly as much as you, Andrew, or any, like even Kate in our chat. Like I just like, I just popped in, saw it. And I was like, you know, you know, I could just watch Naruto and I, like, you know, yeah. and I'd be like, you know what I mean? Like, why would I waste my time doing this? Like I, I kind of think like once a week, but how much I miss the Overwatch League. And I still couldn't find myself to kind of sit down and get into the World Cup just because of how it was handled, which is too bad. Because I want nothing more than the Overwatch League to start back up and be watching games three to four days a week. Like, I am in that kind of mood for watching Overwatch still. But the World Cup was just done in a way that I didn't care. I watched the Overwatch, I mean, I watched the Team USA semifinals. Didn't even go on to watch the finals that night. Like, that was the only things I really watched the entire time of the entire event. Which is too bad because there's so many teams and again, so many people that care. It's such a good opportunity for so many people, but Blizzard just made me not care about something I've been looking forward to for a while. Who's going to wrote the players too, man? The players must know this shit. They must like they must have a sense of it. Like that they're kind of getting shafted. They're probably all sitting there being like, "Well, I guess we can just hold out for the Overwatch League because then we go play for somebody who actually gives a shit about us." Like, yeah, and you, you just hope that people that had a chance of getting picked up didn't because of this. I'm assuming all teams had staff there and like the whole online experience didn't matter as much. But I mean, for some people, like you could build a little social media following, like especially a lot of these people are streamers and content creators and stuff like that. Like having a little following behind you because of how well you did at BlizzCon is something that a lot of people can go off of. Like uh, VK Lion, Vicky Lion, however she kind of did it. Like she's going to have a following. She'll be known in that community now. Like that's a big thing for her. It could be the same thing for Overwatch community. Those people that are teetering on the edge of going full-time streaming or all that kind of stuff. Like, this can make it break people on the edge of that, and now Blizzard's fucked that up. Yeah, and not only that, but just, like, a lot of the supporting teams as well. Because, like, how bad does it look now if you want to be a part of, like, the the team? Um, like, I, I, I know that, like, you know, we have friends of the show that were participating in Overwatch World Cup in different manners. And, like, how bad does it feel that, you know you have these teams coming up, whether it be Team Canada or America or whatever country you're from, and you want to do something for them. You want to do their social media or you want to do graphics for them or you even want to coach for them. And you have that opportunity to be able to step up like that as a part of the community. Um, but you can't, like, you don't want to because you look at it and you go, well, this sucks. Like, why, do why I, would why, I want to do that? Yeah. yeah, why would I want to do this when Blizzard's not going to care about my team? Like, obviously all the teams care you know, care care about care about Overwatch and care about the World World Cup and the each Blizzard other doesn't care about them no. and each other. Well, that's just yeah. That's the nice part about the Overwatch community too is that they all seem to give a shit about each other. And they, I hate to say it, but like I mean, with events like this, they're the only ones carrying themselves because clearly that their IP doesn't give a shit about them. You know, or the people who make their IP don't give a shit about. Them. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I I guess I also wanted to bring up another thing that happened during the World Cup. Um, they got me heated, of course, absolutely heated, and I, I, it just, it feels bad because I, I don't want to be mad at Blizzard. I don't want to be mad at them, but I'm constantly mad at them. So in the middle, in the middle of Overwatch World Cup, in BlizzCon, you know, you have a ton of eyes, you have a ton of people watching it, you have a lot of kids watching it that watch esports, and you had a goddamn Air Force ad. I am so mad at that. Because it wasn't like a Twitch ad. It was an embedded ad. 
I am furious. And I, I feel like I bring this up all the time. Like every six months, I talk about how much I hate the U.S. military. Six months? It's like, I feel like it's every two months. But the U.S. military advertising in esports, I hate it. It's so predatory. And it's like, I, I don't have anything against uh, uh, people signing up for the military because military does provide an income for a lot of people who are in really tough situations. But to put yourself out there and to like prey upon kids and stuff who are watching Overwatch and, and who are into Blizzard games and stuff like that and, and, and putting yourself out there like that, I, I, I don't like it. I hate that kind of that, uh, that approach. I, did, I, I think I talked about the story, but I had friends who used to go down to the recruiting center when they were like in middle school because they would put on video game tournaments. They put mm -hmm. on esports tournaments at the recruiting center. And that's so weird. That is so incredibly weird. And I, I, I hate that it's creeping in Overwatch now. Well, it's not like clearly it's not creeping only into Overwatch. It's also it's if it's embedded ad, that means it's into Blizzard. So I mean, I wouldn't be like I I didn't watch the Mythic Dungeon Invitational. I didn't watch the the arena runs, but it wouldn't surprise me if it popped up there too. I think I think it was only during the World Cup. Um, I think that was the the ad deal. It was the only shooter, presumably because it would have the most eyes. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the only shooter, and probably also because it was the only one that had, or it was one of the ones that had the most eyes on it. I would yeah, assume the fair. stream numbers outside of panels, Overwatch World Cup was probably one of the top ones. Yeah, not probably. trying to diss any other Blizzardy sport, but you let's know. be real. Let's be real, yeah, yeah. But moving on to the second half of this whole topic is going to be Overwatch Two was announced in a very hype but confusing way i'd say so first off the cinematics for it literally made me tear up like holy yeah. crap these are good give me an overwatch movie but with all of that um we do find out that there will be overwatch 2 it is in an awkward point where they have it's pretty much going to be a giant expansion is what i've seen it is built off like do we know if it's a new game or an expansion yet? Have it's they confirmed P it? It's a, it's a PVE edition. That is the only takeaway I have from that. Like, yes, yeah. you get a new character. Yes, you get a new game type. But those are going to be incorporated in the previous game. But the PVE elements are all the new game. Yeah, so it's 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 they're updating the engine a little bit. Um, but there's two sides of it. So shared campaign. Or sorry, not shared campaign. Shared, uh, shared multiplayer. So multiplayer is exactly the same. Yeah. The only content that you're getting if you buy Overwatch Two is the PVE. Everything else is exactly the same. But There's no know, other changes anywhere. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, when you buy this, I, th I think this will be something that you can buy, like in Overwatch. Like, I think if you, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If There's you like, go I mean, into the core game, it is like something you could buy there. Like this is part of. They're literally updating the Blizzard launcher, so there's not going to be a launcher for Blizzard I and mean, for Overwatch and Overwatch 2. It is going to be one combined launcher, so I'm pretty sure it is in a giant expansion, but they've just done such a bad job of kind of messaging that. this because yeah. we're not sure. I watched the entire press conference, and I watched the entire panel about the future of Overwatch, and I am still not sure if it is a new game, <laughs> if it's an expansion, if it's addition, whatever the terminology well, is, no, they still have not clear clarified it. You know, it's it's just like a StarCraft game of where you can it has a shared multiplayer, but you can buy e any one of them. Like it's fine yeah, to buy so, any uh, one. So me and Dylan actually talked about this last week when you were away, Andrew. And 
they are doing the exact same thing they've done with other Blizzard games, which is create an expansion that builds on the base game of the of a of a game they currently have. They do this. They've done this with Warcraft. For oh, like, so yeah, so kind of like decade. a WoW edition is the best way to do it. Ex- and, that's literally what it is. That's and that's how they like, do I mean, all but, of their games, isn't it? And that's I'm how they do all the games. Well, and that, but that's just it. But it took me having to like spell it in that way to deliver it, so you understand what's going on, right? Because I, yeah, I yeah, guarantee you, if you you present that argument to anybody, they'd be like, oh. Why the why the fuck didn't they just say that right like? Yeah, they probably yeah. just made the assumption that like that's what's going on because yeah, it, it's Overwatch. It's a, different, it's a different community, right? Like it's yeah. a different type of it's a different type of game. And they 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 definitely need to appeal to this to a wider audience because Overwatch's audience is slowly dwindling. Obviously, this will bring some people back just because of new characters, new maps, new game modes, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're not going to re- release something like this with and without hoping that it's going to bring in some of the people that either dropped off or new people that haven't heard about the game in a while and how they're messaging it is a horrible way. They've not given any pricing on it. They have not given a release date on it. They talked about nothing else for the core game, which worries me that we won't see a new update or new character until this expansion comes out, which who knows when. It's going to be at least a three to six month ahead of time. So the earliest we're seeing this is Q2 2020. So you're telling me we're getting nothing but balancing updates for the first half of the year, unless they do a well, surprise you get, drop. You're probably going to get Echo, too. Echo, like, so we might get one new hero. But I one. mean, no, like... Echo, Echo is in Overwatch 2. Yeah, she's right? in Overwatch 2. Well, so, 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 hold up. So she, she was in the trailer, so it makes me assume that she was, like, already planned to be... No, she's... They, I, they I think that's going to be a launch character. Echo. Yeah. I see, but I they've also Echo's announced that the new game mode in it, Push... Is going to be a core game play, a uh, game map, a map type, in over the next season of Overwatch. So this Which is going to be something called. that's implemented in the second half of the year. Is this going to be something that players you can't, are? You can't do that. You can't put it halfway through. You can't put a new game type halfway through the season. Yeah. So I, 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 I just don't. I just don't know how. I mean, yeah. Maybe they wait a whole season. Maybe we're not seeing this new game type until the following season which means this whole announcement is just too early it's just i don't get it the robot is super cute that we were talking about in chat right now robot super cute reminds me of um baymax the, baymax. the voice and how he talked reminds me so much of baymax um but it's i don't know this whole thing has just been in confusion when it should have just been a clean, like everything was so good until they started, until they just didn't give more information. Like the crossover so cosmetics, the crossover multiplayer, the even the idea of the PvE, that all sounds good, except no date, no explanation of how the expansion is, no, not even like 2020, like just give us next year. Like the whole Overwatch League dynamic too is I, just. Weird I think it's because they're not ready, and I I, I think that's a, a big thing of where but they don't want to announce it because they don't know. But you can't. That's like announcing. Okay, so let's say it is. Um, July. Andrew, I'm gonna I'm, Go gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you right here. As somebody who's been a Blizzard fanboy for 15 years, they never give release dates. They never do because Blizzard is notorious. For slow development and pushbacks. Yeah. Okay. This, like I mean, even with, with every expansion, every expansion I've gotten this with with Warcraft, we've got it with Starcraft. We even got it with fucking Diablo. They don't release 
release dates right off the bat. They never do it. But like, okay, let's Only say t- it's July. The NFL starts in two months, and they come out and announce that there's now going to be five downs in the NFL. But they don't <laughs> confirm if it's going to be happening in 2019 or the 2020 season. Do you that's know how wild that would drive everyone? That's a false equivalent because they can't just add this in like like midseason. But that's like, not, it's not that. That's not competitive no, 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 integrity. Andrew, listen. No, no. All it is is you're adding you're adding new stuff to the map rotation. Like this happens sometimes, you know. Like, it, I mean, it, I guess it, they it, no, wait, 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 hold on. Let me year. let me finish. No, no, it can happen, and it happens in between stages. I mean, in between stages is a perfect time to go. Hey, you know what? Um, in the next map pool cycle, we're adding in push and the new map or whatever because they do balance updates. They make changes to the game, obviously, and and I think in between stages is just fine. That that in. It's not like going to five downs because we're talking about a game that changes all the time and has balance updates all the time to a game that has been, uh, I feel like, the same forever. They might have changed one or two rules over the years, but man, that is it is the same game. I love the idea of going from four downs to five downs and they're not telling anybody when they're doing it. Like, that's, I don't know. I find a parallel hilarious, right? Like, I mean, yeah. but it would be, it would be... I don't know. Like it's it's hard to compare Overwatch to football, but it's like, hey, we're gonna put this position in. Like we're gonna have this like this player who yeah, kind of rotates. There's twelve in and out. Man, men on the field. It doesn't change the game completely, but it's still fucking change yeah, it that it... needs more than a two month head up. No, but no, it doesn't. It's it's, it's different maps. We play with twelve guys up in Canada. You guys can come play. Wait, you're, <laughs> you're Andrew. You're just adding a map in a different game mode. It's not as big of a deal as you think because. Think about the last big update that we had of where it went from goats to two do two. That arguably, I would say that is a bigger update than adding in push because that changed the game. No, like, I agree. I, from, I didn't make that you, point after you. After I made my initial point, I agree with that. Yeah. Like no, I, I did kind of counteract that we did have goats going between stages, going into stage four. So that it's just it's just ridiculous. And if they do another yeah. league changing change going into stage four. Of the Overwatch League, like, is this just something we got to plan on from every year out? That the first three stages are going to be totally different and mean absolutely nothing because the fourth stage will always change it and the playoffs will be completely different. Like, that's just not competitive integrity. That's not how a league Short can be answer. changed. Short answer: Yes, that's that. That's what's going to happen because we know that Blizzard Esports doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. We know oh, this. Like, I mean, this is this is this is so. Like, I mean, and we're seeing it develop worse and worse and worse. Now. And the problem is, too, is that we have clear-cut examples on how to do it properly in Dota, in CSGO, in, in League of Legends. Like, I mean, I don't know why Overwatch isn't, or, like, Blizzard's just like, you know what, man, maybe we should get to take a notepad out, go talk to these guys. Like, I don't know, like, why we should do this, right? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. All right, I can't deal with this anymore. We need to move on. I'm about to have a heated gamer moment. It's nope, halftime. Not- <laughs> it's halftime? <laughs> Well, it's it's kind of it's halfway through the show. It's kind of, we're kind of. Oh, I, li- so I literally thought. Now? Yeah, I literally thought you were about to make like a really big like. <laughs> I thought you were about to go into something, but. No, 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 no. No, what happens right now is our friendly and weekly reminder that if you have Amazon Prime, that means Twitch Prime. That means each and every month you can give away one Twitch Prime subscription to the channel of your choice, and of course, we over at Popped Off slash Project Esports would love that because that does help us so much with everything that we do over here and it shows your support and it means that you do love us and the content we're creating so please do that and a reminder that it does not automatically renew so if you did it last month thank you so much and make sure to do that this month as well but 
with that, I do want to jump into kind of my second little topic of the show, and that's going to be GGFF. Going to go through this kind of quick because we spent a lot of time on Overwatch 2, and we have a couple more topics. We got James' segment of the show coming up after this, so I do want to run through these kind of quickly. But I have a couple of categories here. So we're going to be going through the remaining COD teams. We're going to be talking a little bit about League of Legends, Fortnite, CSGO, and FIFA. Though each only have one, the Call of Duty one would be the biggest one. But we're going to go through the remaining eight COD brands. I think you guys have seen these a little bit and curious what you guys think. First off, the Atlanta phase. Wait, wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. I need a little... Are, Refresher? Are we, are we, no, are we doing GGFF on the name or the uh, like the look of it? Because we got the like, logo like, and the colors now. Yeah. yeah, we have the full branding for all of it. So, yeah. So, a reminder, GG, you like it, idea... It's a good game. FF means you're not a fan of the idea. You think yeah, this was a bad call. You think this wasn't a good idea. So are you a fan of the overall brand or not? I'm going with it. With the phase, I'm going to go GG, yeah. Right. Optic Gaming LA. FF. GG. Really? I mean, why not? I mean, it's their, It's like their branding, isn't it? Like I'm looking it's at just, it. it. That's just it. It's, it's only optics branding. It's yeah, just, that's op- it's just it's, good. I mean, okay, all right, all right. You're about to piss off a lot of people there. Paris Legion, GG. All right, Dylan. That's supposed uh, to be FF. a fast segment. What are you FF, doing? Over there? Sorry. Um, the Seattle Surge, GG. FF. Do you oh not like? God. Do you like all these brands? Are there any brands you don't like, James? Um, yeah, I don't like Los Angeles. I said FF. That's true. That's, that's, that's your one. Um, the Toronto Ultra. Oh, G fucking G, boys. I was a big fan of this one. GG. I feel like that was a hesitant GG. The Minnesota Rocker. You know, GG. Really? Yeah, GG. Yeah, that name is sick. I, I, th- that branding is awesome. Oh it's my so god! Perfect I am Minnesota. not a fan of the branding at all, which is too bad because I was so hot. I love the name. I am not a fan. I do not like mascot logos. Yeah, there's. I don't like. I don't I'm know such about... a bigger fan of the ultra or something kind of like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it all depends on how they deliver it with jerseys and stuff like that. Yeah, which could be. Uh, um, yeah, the yeah. Chicago Huntsman, which I feel like has been one of the most controversial. I, I love it, GG, man. <laughs> I think it's sick. I would say GG, but it's Chicago FF. What? <laughs> what kind of bullshit I don't is think that? Of like, I don't think of, like, sick hunters when I think of Chicago. That's true. I'll give you that. And then the last one is the Florida Mutineers. <sighs> FF. FF. Again, I'm not a fan of it with the mascot logo. You know what? Honestly, GG. Let's go for it. Florida's <laughs> doing weird stuff. Yeah, you do you, Florida. Florida, Florida, you, Florida, love them doing Florida you do you. That seems about as right as ever. Um, Did you guys talk about the Louis Vuitton skins last week for League of Legends? We didn't really. <laughs> no. No, no. We, talk, dude, we I, talked about some shit last week, but we did not talk about. Did you guys see these at all? Oh, no. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, no. I'm going to be a Louis Vuitton Echo main like, for the rest of like my head, like I mean, I watch. So they have the um, what is it? The the hot fire, like the like the the meme video. Yeah, that is his taunt. And he makes a bunch of clones of himself, so they are all doing like the iconic faces in that video. When Buddy like runs across the screen and everything like that, he does all of those with like clone, like like copies of them, and it is 
the fucking best. I love that skit. So I'm taking that as a GG? Oh, GG, absolutely. These are GG. sick as I, fuck. I don't, I don't know what my favorite high fashion collab has been. Is either um, Louis Vuitton and uh, Lee or Gucci and JoJo's. I don't know which yeah, one is Yeah, that's my another favorite. weird. Both are amazing. Another one I want to touch on really quick with Riot is that Riot, for their Rise of the Elements, uh, like like promo tournament, they gave all the competitors customized Nike Air Force One, That's depending on the element. Yeah, That's man. Cool. They, so each player has their own like individual like one of a kind parachute, and I'm like, this is like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. Ride's putting Blizzard in the dirt. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, next one. We're running so long in this. Um, Fortnite pro player um, Faze Jarvis banned by Epic for using aimbot. Apologizes in a crying video, saying he never could have imagined this happening. <laughs> wait, wait. What are we like? GG, because that's very funny, and he deserved it. Whatever, like... yeah. Whatever you want. GG. He deserved it. <laughs> FF like sports. He had it coming, man. Yeah. Um. FIFA esports uh, player getting banned for having a t- tender tantrum and spitting on the EA logo. <laughs> GG for spitting on the EA logo. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, hats off to this guy. Uh, and the last one, which is not as funny, but the Astralis group, the team behind Astralis CSGO, is going to be launching an IPO in Denmark, doing one of the first um, public companies here. Do you think this will be a GG, as in it's going to work well? Or do you think it's going to be an FF and it's going to be flop and bad for the company? I'm going to give it a hopeful GG. I want it to work. Yeah, I, I want it to work as well. I think like uh, you know, having having some of your fans own the team like in a way is really. Dude, right. Green Bay, you ha- you have to you have to give it a GG. Yeah, like... no, I, I I love the idea of it. I hope it works really well for them. Um, that's all I got for GGFF this week. I definitely like those last couple of ones. <laughs> like, man, GGFF. Like, come on, make, like, make up some ones now. I want to keep doing <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You just do a whole episode of GGFF. Um, it, it, it's quickly one of my like my favorite like things we do with this show. Oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Um, James, do you mind if we skip the BlizzCon and move right into Worlds and the Thieves just because we Absolutely. are running so long? We, yeah, no, we beat BlizzCon to death. That's fine. Uh, yeah, we're going to move right into League of Legends with... Korea just getting getting beaten by G2. The SKT lost 3-1 to, to G2. Um, we all, like, everybody going into this shit knew it was going to be close. Everybody knew it was going to be sketchy. Nobody knew it was going to go 3-1. Nobody nobody predicted that shit. Like, and it's it's crazy, too, because, like, um, Korea as, like, a region has been praising G2. Like, Faker, like, himself has been like, I want to fight G2 because G2 does some crazy shit. I like yeah. those guys. And then they beat them so now we have a final we have another final of europe and china squaring off fun plus phoenix came out of the other division um and yeah now we're getting them in g2 and it's going to be a banger because the, the both those teams play hectic as hell um andrew i know like don't i know league isn't really your forte and i know you probably didn't watch much of worlds but andrew what do you what do you think about this dude is it weird for you having no koreans in the finals again First off, I want to say those were the best four games of League of Legends I think I've ever watched. I've said that ten times this year, but I really will struggle to find a set of games that was more entertaining. I have never, even though I predicted SKT was going to win, I had a good feeling SKT was going to win it all this year, but I wanted G2 to win because it's West. Um, But I had never wanted G2 to lose games just so that I could keep watching more of this. I wanted this to go all the way to Game 5 
just because of how entertaining these maps were. So for me, that's ridiculous. I, I really feel like um, SKT's had a rough year. They've kind of been hot and go, but G2 really has done very well. This entire kind of world showing how well they are. And they almost, they play a lot like the Chinese team. They play so much like IG. So yes, there's no Korean team in there, but they play very much like an Eastern team. So they've just been one of the few. And like this is a team that regularly places very high in Korean solo queue. Like this is a team that is at Korean caliber. So yes, there's no actual Korean team in there, but that Korean and Chinese fighting style is still going to be there. And this is going to be a phenomenal finals. Yeah. So like, we're like, it's weird. Like for the, cause for the longest time it was, the mantra was China is aggressive as fuck. NA doesn't know what they're doing. Europe doesn't know what they're doing even more. And then Korea has perfected. And now we're in the, we're in the thought process of is, EU does whatever the fuck they want because ever no. since you, ever G2 since you, does whatever the fuck. No, they no, no, want. no, no. Well, no, no, no. Because Splice still played their own game. That's Splice, true. Splice said no. We'll 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 tank early game. We'll scale late. We'll win. Fnatic had their own kind of thing that they kind of did. They played through one member or another, and G two literally just tries to go for your head every chance they get. Um, so EU plays their own play style. NA still doesn't know what the hell we're doing. China still really aggressive in in, in Korea tries to take whatever whoever is doing best and make it their own and make it better that has been like the the uh what's the um oh my god the narrative that we're kind of into right now right and that's why we're seeing korea kind of fall to the wayside and getting taken out because g2 is still playing their game g2 is doing what they want to do and they're like i mean i i don't know man i don't know doing versus uh caps is gonna be is gonna be nuts it's gonna be crazy Finals is going to be so good. FPF is going to no FPP, Fun FPX. Plus Phoenix. FPX. I'm sorry, that's how they do it. FPX. Yeah, yeah they do it FPX. Yeah. I always kept saying FPP, but it didn't feel right. Fun, Fun Plus Phoenix. Oh, this is so sounds weird. a little weird. I know it does. Um, <laughs> but no, I think this is going to be phenomenal finals. It's not what I predicted. I pre- predicted FPX to be there, but I definitely want SKT on the other side. But I think it's going to be very entertaining, and I think I'm going to go to a watch party. Um, oh, like there in you go. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the night next week, so I can go watch it because I woke up this time and watched it all live. Yeah, so just moving right along because I'm just going to keep bumping into this because we we burned a ton of time at BlizzCon and oh, ripping apart blizzard. So uh, we're going to go into uh, Andrew's favorite favorite esports team, the Thieves, the hundred Thieves. The old Nate shots making big moves. Says screw you, COD franchise. Like, I'm going to go CS:GO. I'm going to pick up the Renegades roster. So now 100 Thieves has got their feet in like everything. They, I guess they haven't won a roster or they haven't won a land since like, or even like a major since 2017. But uh, I don't know. Nate Shot's got some faith. He's picking them up. Well, yeah. And they're, I mean, they also just in the preseason ranking, they are ranked as the number nine team in the world. <laughs> like, uh, like going into it, like this is not, this is a highly regarded roster even though they have won in a while this is still a highly regarded roster that is going to be coming in and making a difference year one so i'm super excited for it it's probably what's going to be getting me into csgo a little bit i've slowly more and more been getting into it um as i've kind of started drifting away from other games as much so like it's overwatch yeah i definitely watch more i watch less overwatch this season i watch i have more specific game versus every game and i just had more time for cod and kind of csgo and things like that so i'm very excited to Watch more of that now that I especially have a team in there. So I don't have too much to say. They did the fun announcement videos and pictures and all that kind of stuff. And goddamn, I still want to be a part of 100 Thieves in any way. But outside of that, this is just really cool. I love seeing a team 
that just continuing to show phenomenal growth coming out of nowhere in like two years ago. Yeah, not just not it's not forced growth. None of none of Hundred Thieves like and none of their development feels like Nayshots just chucking money at it. You know what I mean? Like and it doesn't feel like it's like 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 doesn't feel like there's any emotion behind it. Like every move that Hundred Thieves has made has felt very genuine. It it's like it seemed like they know exactly what they're doing. It all seems calculated. And again, once again, Nayshots at the face of it. Nature's at the face. They just moved. They just moved courage over to YouTube. Oh, I saw and, that. I love that yeah. video. That video was so good. And guess who's in that video? Nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not now. Nothing. Not saying courage needed Nature for that video, but I mean, why wouldn't he be in it, right? So, yeah. They... Um. Yeah. Go just on. one little note on that. I guess apparently the the um the people that courage is under limited the the agency. Um, that represents all these big streamers. Um, he's the, the, that's the same agency that represents Shroud and Ninja, as well as Lyric and some other other really big names. So, by the sounds of it, this agency is kind of being the forefront of getting people off of Twitch and getting better contracts and better deals through other streaming agencies. So, I'm going to keep my eyes on uh, on Unlimited because uh, yeah, this is interesting. It's not really esports related, but I still thought it was like streaming. a streaming cool little thing. I think yeah. at this point we can all agree that streaming and content creation is one and one with esports. Almost at this point, that no one really streams without. I mean, no one plays professionally that doesn't stream really or have content on the side. It really feels like they're one and the same at this point. Well, I mean, I I think I disagree with that a little bit. I think there's a lot of players that don't stream. Um, a lot which of pros is, that you don't I, have the personality, I think, yeah? Yeah, I think that should be the opposite. I think what you're saying ought to be true. I think everyone should be doing streams in some aspect if they can. Um, and so on, and they should be making content if they can. Yeah, we do get a lot of guys who do like the YouTube videos, they stream, all that good stuff. But there is, a, I, I'd say, a significant portion of players who just don't, either because they don't have a marketable personality or they just don't have the drive to do it, right? It's usually one of those two. I don't know if you guys have ever watched a Bjergsen stream, He's pretty. He's pretty bland to watch, despite the fact he gets crazy views, right? Like he's just not somebody who he feels like he needs to market himself. He kind of self markets, so he just needs to market TSM now that he's a part owner. Well, he just owns them now. <laughs> like yeah, he's a part time owner. He can retire happy. But all right, do we have anything else we want to wrap up on? We're hitting that hour mark right on the dot with cutting out a topic. So it was a good, I had a feeling it was going to be a good episode. We definitely dug into shit today. Yeah, no, we uh, yeah we got into the down and dirty with Blizzard. That's for that's for damn sure. I love I love video games, despite the fact that I only complain about video what games. The... I promise. I... What was that? I, I feel like I just come on the show and complain about you all, do all these. You video come games. on and complain about video games and capitalism every single week. I love video games. I hate capitalism, but I love video games. It's great. I like to play them. Uh, I I'm just I'm very critical about the things I love. Yep, I just, just yeah, keep I going. Tell. That's, that's why, I, that's why I always, uh, that's why I always complain about Andrew. You're doing great, Sweetie. Keep uh, it up. All right. He loves Andrew. I'm not making a comment on that. With that, we are going to wrap up this week's very interesting episode of Project Esports for November 4th, 2019. As always, thank you all so much for watching. And we go oh my live. God. Are you fucking kidding me, Dylan? <laughs> I was okay. I was I was trying to fix our outline so we knew what to say at the right time, and I I met, I forgot. Just talk. <laughs> just say no. something, man. 
I wasn't paying attention. Okay. We go live every single Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. I, I Wait, I think it's Eastern Standard Time or is it Eastern Daylight Time now? James, please save us. <laughs> no, I'm not done yet. Anyways, whether it's EST or EDT, it's 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Come come, come over to twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. But if you missed the live show or I give you, gave you the wrong time and you don't, you, show, you showed up late or something, uh, the VODs on YouTube, just go to poppedoff.com slash YouTube to find our YouTube page. Uh, we also have a, a podcast. Just search podcast. Project Esports, we're there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. James, please, please don't. Oh, oh boys. Okay. All right. So, following that very, very stretched out and horrible ending, boys, leave us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify. I just learned you can leave it there. Hit us up on YouTube. We're trying to hit that 100 subscriber mark. Um, so, Dylan doesn't have to do what he just did because I think that played a definite factor into it. Won't it won't change anything. It won't. Yeah, that's true. Probably won't. And. You can find us all over every form of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our individual profiles, the popped off profile, the Project Esports profile. We're everywhere. Interact with us. Let us know. Let us know that we should kick off Dylan because he doesn't know how to fucking talk. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was pretty horrible. But with that, I'm Andrew. I'm James. I'm Dylan. And thank you for dealing with us each and every week. We will see you all back here next week. Have a good week, gamers.